being a banker for 21 years almost. That's okay. It's, it's going to fuel you. Um, it's still, I think, fueling me to this day. Somebody does a little bit more, should be waiting a long time. So people are just going to have to roll up their sleeves. Try to make sense of it because there's so much information coming in and you don't know what's, what's relevant and what's not. The corporate world uh, for four years as a CEO. I'm not interested in having this small probability of losing a whole lot of money. You need to be surrounded by other smart people. Got me through the door because it's a pretty small group. And it's fine, 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 Hello everyone, this is your host, Maura Maya. Welcome to another episode of the Finance Podcast, where I explore the professional journey of individuals who have successfully built careers in the financial industry. This episode is particularly interesting as we will be talking about COVID-19 and its effect on markets and how this will all play out. This is an exciting episode. I'm lucky to have this new, young, bright mind on the platform, someone who's starting their career in the world of venture capitalism. Venture capitalism, guys, this is interesting. This is something that's not often talked about in schools, particularly when we're looking at financial theory, when we're looking at CAPM and ROI and all these things. So venture capitalism is interesting. It's risky, it's exciting, it's fun, and we're just really lucky to have him. So this is going to be a really interesting episode for you guys. If you're interested in venture capitalism, then definitely hit up Front Row Venture. So before we get started, who is Raphael Christian Roy? Raphael is a co-founder of Front Row Ventures, Canada's first student-led venture capital fund. So this is interesting. If you guys, like I said, are interested in knowing about venture capitalism or getting started into venture capitalism, if you have a million dollar idea, if you think you're the new Instagram, the new Facebook, look at them, check them out, they might just fund you. So my guest, he's a product geek that is first and foremost passionate about creating outstanding technologies that enhance people's lives especially consumer-centric ones. Gosh, to a window cleaning business to a tech startup, all before he hit 20. A software engineer and product geek who is passionate about creating outstanding technologies that enhance people's lives, Raf has also been involved in organizing tech-focused events, including startup weekends, hackathons, and other educational programs. He joined Real Ventures early stages team in 2017 to build and grow the Front Row Ventures Fund across Canada. Real Ventures is Canada's most active seed venture capital fund. The firm invests throughout the life cycle of early stage companies and provides stage appropriate capital and support for the founders it backs. Prior to Front Row Ventures, Rap spent two years working as a product manager and developing Volume 7 a digital product agency that partners with forward-thinking startups and companies. When he's not working on building startups or the tech ecosystem, Raf can be found skiing, snowboarding, or coding his newest product idea. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hi, Raphael. Thank you for being with us on the platform this morning. Such a pleasure having you here on the Finance Podcast. Hi, Mara. Thanks for having me. Great to so, be here. <laughs> Great. So what this podcast is going to be a little bit different. Uh, as you know, the platform is centered around helping students find a career in finance, whether that may be. And I know that you're in venture uh, capitalism. And interesting enough, you are um, leading one of the first, well, the first venture capitalist uh, fund for students run by students. Is that right? Yes, it is. <laughs> we are a 
Yeah, we were the first one in Canada yet to do it. So if you could just explain to me a little bit what um, Ventures Front Row is. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so Front Row Ventures, you, you said it yourself, uh, it, is, it is the first student-run venture capital fund in Canada. Um, so what does it mean? It means that we are uh, an investment fund focusing in investing in tech companies uh, coming out of universities uh, in Canada. The concept here is that uh, when you look at all the biggest tech companies in the world, Facebook, Google, Snapchat, Dropbox, Yahoo, Dell, all of those amazing companies, they've all uh, graduated or they, they all dropped out of university, but they are, were all created on university campuses. So our, our thesis here was that there's a lot of, of potential on campus and that as an investment fund, we should capitalize on that and be able to invest in those startups that are starting on campuses. So we developed a complete new model where our investment team is composed of trained students that are on campus in Canada, uh, investing in the best entrepreneurs that we can find, investing in tech companies that are emerging from those campuses and helping them to grow into what Facebook became or Instagram became or all of those amazing companies became. <laughs> amazing. So my next question is, because this is really interesting, what is a venture capitalist and how is it different from other careers in finance? Yeah, um, and, and for listeners here, that's the that's the bold, that's the core of, uh, of of what we'll talk about this morning because it is it is truly different than other career in in, in VC in in finance. Sorry, um, and and it's funny because I as as uh, as a venture capital myself, capitalist myself, um, I did not graduate from a finance background, um, and it, it is interesting because even if it's in finance, uh, the venture capital world is is not only composed of finance people. Um, and, and so coming back to your question here, um, the main difference is that the VC, so the VC, VC investment in the VC world is in the private equity world. So it is still in, in, in the same area, in the same type of private investment that other uh, investment bankers will do. Uh, but the main difference is that we invest way earlier than any other investment that exists on the market. So obviously we invest in the private sector, but we invest at the beginning of companies. So we will invest when uh, it's only like a bunch of entrepreneurs trying to uh, trying to, to define their idea or, or that they have an idea, they're, they're developing their product, they're trying to get tractions from users and things like that. It is really like truly the, the American like Facebook dream at the beginning where, where they're trying to, uh, to get customers and users. We are the, the, those investors that are investing super early on uh, in, in, in them. Um, so the main difference here is that <clears throat> as investors ourselves, we'll be a lot more hands-on uh, in our investment than other any other like private equity investments or or, or uh, on the public markets, because uh, we are investing in people, we are helping them to grow their businesses. Like I said earlier, um, and and we will act as as a sounding board for them. We will give them guidance. We will help them. Uh, most likely, we will take board seats and and. It is like, I guess, like putting everything in perspective here, those investments are a lot more riskier and, and than any other investment that exists. Uh, but it is, it is about, for us, getting a lot more, um, a, a lot bigger uh, returns in the long term because those companies are most likely to succeed in the like seven to 10 years of reason. Great answer. Interesting. And uh, we're just going to change... Um, a little bit line of questioning and ask you, what is the Canadian venture capitals ecosystem like and how do we compare the U.S. and uh, SF specifically? 
Yeah. Um, good question. And it's, it's, it's actually something that a lot of people are wondering how, like, where is Canada um, placed in, in the big, like, the global, the global ecosystem? Um, it is interesting because uh, my answer would have been a lot different, like, five, ten years ago. Uh, I do believe that Canada right now is, is a growing ecosystem. Montreal, Toronto, uh, even Vancouver, which is a bit smaller than Montreal and Toronto, but definitely are growing ecosystems uh, in, terms of the, in, in terms of tech. Um, so if we look, like taking a small step back here, if we look in the U.S., obviously everyone have heard about Silicon Valley. I've heard about, about the U.S., New York, Boston being like amazing ecosystem for tech, for tech companies. Um, so, so in those ecosystems, taking a small step back here, those ecosystems has been created or has been around for like 20, 30 years. Silicon Valley was created in like the 80s when the first silicon chips were created there. Um, and it has definitely been, um, been the place for, 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 for the biggest tech companies to be created and to be built. Um, but what we've seen is that definitely, even if those ecosystems are, the, are still the biggest in the world, um, other ecosystems like, like the ones in Canada or the one in Israel or the one in Europe are, are growing a lot quicker than what uh, we've, we've seen in like the 15 and the, the past 20 years, let's say. Um, so it is interesting to see that obviously Silicon Valley is still leading in terms of, of being the first, the first amazing ecosystem to create companies. Um, but Montreal and Toronto are definitely putting, uh, putting, are definitely in the top 30. I think, it, I think that they just made the top 30 this year of, of growing ecosystems in terms of, of uh, creating companies. Um, so, and, and the way that we define, and I guess like taking, taking a small step back here for listeners, the way that we define an ecosystem and how great the ecosystem is to create companies, it's, also, it's, it's about like the support system. So it's about like how much money do you have to finance your company? How much support can you get from organizations that are there to help you grow your company? How much support can you get from, from angels and successful entrepreneurs and things like that? And definitely the more success that you have, the more companies that are exited in your, in your ecosystem, the more support that you have. And it is something that we see growing in Canada where most like more and more entrepreneurs are exiting companies in Canada and are able to come back and help entrepreneurs and, and, and support entrepreneurs in, in developing and growing tech companies. Um, so, so I guess to, to, <laughs> to come back to your question, Silicon Valley is definitely still the biggest. Mm -hmm. uh, New York is still out there. Boston is still out there in terms of resources, in terms of, but, but it is like in Canada, one of the greatest thing that we have here is the support from government. We have so much money and grants and R&D um, to support, to, to start tech companies. And let's be honest, one of the most, uh, one of the greatest thing that we have is that like the life, the, the cost of living here is super cheap compared to those places in the U.S. So starting a company here uh, is definitely a great asset for a company because you have, you have more and more now the support system to do it, but it is also a great place to live and it is a lot cheaper to live here than Silicon Valley. So as an entrepreneur, those ecosystems are definitely a lot more interesting than it was 15 to 20 years ago. Um, and we have nothing to envy uh, to those amazing ecosystems, even if they are amazing in the U.S. and things like that. Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver have really placed uh, their bets well a couple of years ago to, the, to, to be a great, uh, great place to start tech companies. Yeah. 
So actually continuing with this is when is it a good time to start exploring a career in venture capitalism? Yeah. Um, so, so it's never too early, I guess, is the, is the, <laughs> the, the answer here. Um, it is important, though, to take a step back here for listeners in the podcast that are probably like IB uh, students that, that will go into IB internships or that will, will probably try to get some, some VC experience at some point or try, try to understand if it's something for them. Um, it, is not, it is not like a career for, for anyone because uh, it is definitely um, a career. Like, let's, let's be transparent here. There's like one or two or three jobs that are opening per ecosystem per year. So it is definitely a hard, a hard job to get. Um, and, but, but it is important to understand that like, if you, you love the tech, if you love tech and if you love entrepreneurship and things like that, um, VC could be, could be good for you and, and it could be a good career for you to explore. So I get, coming back to your question, and I know that we'll talk a bit more about it, like, like about like what really, um, makes it good for, for like for, to be a good VC. But, but I guess coming back to a question, like when is it good to, to look into VC? Um, Cause it is such a different career path than going in the IB or going like in, in, in a day trading or um, it is about like getting immersed yourself, immersing yourself into the VC ecosystem and immersing yourself into like working with startups and working with it with early stage entrepreneurs and things like that. So it's never too early because uh, it is like it takes time to develop to develop yourself in that ecosystem, develop your name in that ecosystem, work with entrepreneurs, develop and, and be able to understand a lot more about like what what makes a great entrepreneur and how can you help those entrepreneurs and things like that. So so it is like like any thought, like the earliest is the best here. Um, and it is definitely I mean, I guess like shameless plug here, but for for front row. Uh, that's the core of what we do here is that like we take amazing students and we train them uh, through so, our internal training. Actually, I want to cut you off right there. And right. I want to I want to continue because I think this is a really good segue. And I want to continue with this because my next question was, um, you said front row ventures, it starts with students, right? You said it's never too yeah. early to start in VC. So I want to maybe just elaborate on that aspect a little bit, a little bit more. And just tell me what the culture is like for, because you're working directly with students, right? It's the first yes. student run for students. So I want to just focus on that a little bit more. And if you can expand on how you help students or how it kind of runs, because yeah. I think that would be really interesting for listeners who might yeah, be, sure, just be sure. interested in joining from front row ventures. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. So, so I, I to, to, to answer that question, I need to take a small step back here because I've said at the beginning, the concept of front row is that we want to invest in the best entrepreneurs on campus, right? And what we, what we figured out at the beginning is that like to find the best, like to find the Facebooks and the Instagram of the world and to find the best entrepreneurs on campus, we needed proximity with those entrepreneurs, right? So we needed to be able to find, like to find them, we needed to be on campus with them. So, and I've said that we developed a complete new model where we take students and we train them into becoming VCs, investors themselves. So let's unpack a bit that because I feel that's, that's, that, that's what's really interesting for, for listeners here is that like, for us to be able to invest in the best entrepreneurs, having proximity, being able to understand what it takes to be an entrepreneur on campus, being able to understand the reality of being an entrepreneur on campus was really the core of, of our beliefs here when we built Front Row is that we believe that there's no one better than a student to find a good student entrepreneur, a good student founder. So that's really like on that thesis, on that hypothesis that we developed Front Row in a way that 
what we do is we basically take smart students that are interesting in investing in great entrepreneurs. We put them through a six months bootcamp where during that six months, we train them to become investors. So it does not require them to already, already understand everything about VC. It definitely requires them to uh, be interested in the tech world, be interested in entrepreneurship, be interested in learning what VC is. And we walk them through and we teach them what, what it means to be a VC investor, what it means to invest money in early stage tech companies. And during that six months, we bring them up to speed, up to the point where in September, we release them on campus and their job is basically to find the best entrepreneurs. So they work with the entrepreneurs. They are looking for the best entrepreneurs to invest in. And, and the key here and the magic here is that they are really the ones doing the investment, the due diligence. So what does it mean is that like when they find an entrepreneur that they, an entrepreneur that they're interested to invest in, they are the ones doing the due diligence. They're the one, uh, they're the one who will quantify or qualify the uh, potential of investing in that company. And that's the key here is that like, there's no other place in Canada where you could be a student leading, uh, leading a due diligence process and defining like, is it worth investing in that company? And we make you do that, that work. And basically like you're the one deciding at the end of the day with the rest of the team, cause it is a teamwork and it is a team decision. Like, is it work invested? Is it, is it worth, sorry, investing 25 K into that company? And that's the key of what our team is doing is that we train them to do that. And after that on campus, the entrepreneurs that they're meeting, the founders that they're meeting, they are the ones like deciding, do I want to invest 25K in your company? Do I see you being able to develop and have the potential to grow something big like Facebook or Instagram or something like that in the next like five, seven, 10 years? So that's what we do. And that's how we work with entrepreneurs as well. Because on the other side of, of, uh, of, of the equation here is that like we train amazing students on the other side of it is that like we found uh, the best founders. So, so our team is on campus working with those entrepreneurs. So not only they will try to invest them, invest in them and help them grow their startup, but we will help them in, in many different ways because our entrepreneurs as well are trying to grow businesses. So we will inject a uh, bunch of different things, not only money, but we will inject a bunch of different things in their company, trying to help them to grow their business, helping them with our partnerships with all of the amazing accelerators and incubators that exist on campus to really like help them grow their business into something that could become Facebook or Google into, uh, into five to, to 10 years of raising. So that's interesting. So it's pretty much peers uh, looking yeah. at each other to see what, who in their class has a potential for to becoming the next, let's say Instagram or Facebook, correct? Yes, it is. It is exactly that. And the concept here is that we are the most accessible investors in Canada. The concept is that like for once, if you are trying to start a company on campus, you have someone that you can go to, to raise money from, because let's be honest here. The, the only reason why front will exist and the, the, the real, the real thing that we saw at the beginning is that like there was, a lot of potential in campus, but nobody was investing in it. So that's the, like, it might be something that I did not mention at the beginning, but the core of why we exist is because nobody was doing it in Canada. Nobody was investing in those student founders just because they were students. It's not because like they're not good enough. It's not because their business is not good enough. It's just because they are students. And our belief is that it's, it's actually the opposite. When you're a student founder, you're actually a different breed of entrepreneur where 
you have so much time on your hand, you have so much energy, and you have zero overhead costs, right? As a student, it's probably the time of your life where like your life is costing not at all. Like you don't have a cottage, you don't have a boat, you don't have a family to, to, to pay for. And it is really a good moment. Like you have so much energy and so much time on your hand to develop that business. So what we want for, for, for our team, our main focus is to capitalize on that, invest in them and really like push them into the real world by investing a meaningful, meaningful 25K check into their business. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to peek, I don't want to go deep into your business and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but have you had any um, potential investments where you're like, wow, this is a great investment and we're really pushing, helping students make this work. I mean, you don't have to name names. I understand that. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, we, we definitely, I mean, it is the core of a business, right? We, we invest in amazing companies that we are, that we nurture over the years. Like if it were, if, if it was like our kid, you know what I mean? Mm, like it is, yes. it is a portfolio that we're building. So we're definitely super proud of, of a lot of companies that we've invested in. Um, the core, um, the core here of, of what I guess like for us, the way we see it, and, and it is something that I've said, but, VC is a long is a long term game, right? Mm -hmm. And that like for for listeners on the podcast here, it is important to understand like compared to ID or or uh, day trading, it is not like a five like you can't you can't make money uh, in in less than five years. Really, like VC, it is like a five to ten years game where you invest in a company super early on that will develop into like a big business. The only way that you can make money is if the company is getting acquired or if the company is is going in the public market doing an ipo yeah. so it is important to understand that it is it is not like our companies we've been around for four years our companies are not yet profitable okay, so, or yeah. are not yet like it is not it is not like vc is much much longer than that and it is, it is important for ib students to understand here it is not like the it is it is not it has nothing to do and that's the beauty of of, of vc actually and I guess like if I had like one selling point to do coming back to one of your questions that you asked is that like we build relationships. Mm -hmm. It is a marriage that we have with our founders. When we invest in them, it is like a five to 10 years relationship that we build with them. Now, coming back to your question, because I do want to highlight some of our founders, like we have amazing companies in our portfolio, um, companies like Invivo AI, uh, companies like Nplex that came out of McGill. Invivo AI came out of like McGill slash University of Montreal. Um, we have like those amazing companies and, and they grew from like two founders to like 12, 15, 20 employees. They've raised millions of dollars. And the, the, the concept here is that like we invest in amazing people that not only like when we meet them. I'm just going to cut you off right there. Yeah, yeah. For, for, for our listeners, do you think you can explain what those companies are and what yes, they do? For sure. So, so I've named like two names because like they, those are like coming out of McGill directly. So it's definitely interesting for, for listeners on the podcast because, because it is some, somewhat related to McGill here. Um, so, so in Vivo AI, what they're doing is they're using AI algorithm to streamline the drug, the drug development um, uh, process. So the concept here is that like using AI, AI algorithms, uh, they're able to streamline uh, the process and saving millions of dollars and months and months and years and years into uh, developing a new drug. And, and, and they're, they're focusing on toxicity of drugs and things like that. And, and it is truly amazing for those people. They, the three founders, when we met them, one was, com was coming from University of Montreal, the other one, University of Laval in Quebec. 
and the other one in in uh, University of McGill. Um, and it is truly amazing. Uh, those people have developed the business and grow the business and raise millions of dollars. So, and the second one that I've named Nplex, which um, Milad is coming directly out of McGill, uh, one of the labs at McGill. Uh, he, he has been part of YC recently, which is White Combinator. For the people that are not aware, White Combinator is one of the, the greatest uh, accelerator in the world. They are based in Silicon Valley. Uh, and White Combinator is basically helping you through a three-month uh, three program, like growing your company. It is truly like a, 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 an, a, an honor for, for companies to be taken in, that, in, the, in White Combinator. Like the best companies in the world have been, have been taken in White Combinator's uh, programs. So, so it, is, it is for us definitely interesting to see our companies going through there. So, so NPLEX, what they're doing is they, um, it, it's actually interesting because NPLEX is, is, uh, is, is really a deep tech uh, a company using uh, proteins uh, to do a bunch of different things. And, and I'll, I won't go too much into details here because it is, it is truly, some parts of it is confidential and some part of it is, is, is <laughs> yes, not exciting for IB students on the call. But let's just say like what I want to highlight here is that like those people, when we met them, they had a dream of developing a company that they really believed that they had like, they had an edge, right? They saw something, it was like when they came to us, it's like, we believe that if like the technology that we developed or the algorithm that we developed, if we, if we push it and if we inject money in it and if we build a company around the technology that we've built, we believe that we can really grab some market share. We believe that we can really generate and create and build a meaningful company. And that's what they've been doing for the past years. And that's what we foresee them doing in the coming years. And let me tell you, like, even if those companies after like two years or a year or a year and a half and two years, two years and a half, they are, they grown from like two to like 15, 20 employees, 12 employees. They've raised millions of dollars. Those companies are, are still small compared to what IB students might be used to. Yeah. Um, but it is about creating, creating and building a company that, you know, like the beginning of Facebook, was not at all like like it was presenting in the movie presented in the movie in the movie and it was about like building something and, and going and searching for for customers and things like that and that's what we see in our companies right now so that's definitely the core of what it is exciting about being a VC. Mm -hmm. So this is really interesting. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I do want to we're going to go back to um, talking about VC more specifically and I want to ask what is a typical profile and or background of a venture capitalist or an investment analyst working at a VC fund. Yeah. So, so, and it's interesting because I touched that earlier, earlier on the podcast where I said, like, I don't have a finance background. So for listeners in the podcast, like I, I am a software engineer coming from an entrepreneurial background. I had companies before and it is what you'll see in the VC world. Coming back to your question, what we see in the VC world is that, um, VCs are coming from different backgrounds and it is about built like for VCs. It's about like having a diverse team that is able to invest in the best entrepreneurs. Cause as like you, you, you'll probably like, you'll see it if you do dive a bit more in the startup ecosystem or you've heard about it, but entrepreneurs in general, like VC entrepreneurs, uh, startups, entrepreneurs, sorry, are not necessarily all coming from the same background, right? We have like the normal like geek type, which is coming from like, like a software, some kind of like software, maybe dropout background, developing software in their basement and they grow a company into like something like Facebook. But we also have like other type of, of founders that are like more businessy, that are like more 
in the health sector, we'll see like some doctors developing companies around technologies that they've developed, PhDs and things like that. So, so it is truly interesting to see like the startup world is coming, like entrepreneurs that we invest in are coming from diverse backgrounds. It is the same thing for VCs because we are trying to, to build teams that are able to understand the entrepreneurs that we invest in, right? So the core of the answer here is that like, there's no, there's no traditional background for a VC. What we'll see though, is that there's definitely a peek into people that understand the tech world and people that understand the finance world. Cause it, at the end of the day, it is about like, it is a finance job. Um, it is a lot less financy than uh, quote unquote financy than other, other IB or investment jobs because it is not about numbers, right? I've said it earlier, but we invest in people, we invest in technologies, we invest, yes, we want to generate returns. The long run is that we want to generate 10 to 2,000 X of returns, but it is much more, we are not investing in numbers. When we invest, there's no like, there's no like 10 years forecast. That does mm -hmm. not exist because they're developing, they're building their companies, right? Um, so coming back to your real question here, the a normal there's there's no per se normal VC background, uh, and it is important for listeners and podcasts to understand because in the past the own the path to becoming a VC it was like you would go like two to three years in IB and then you would switch in VC. It is not true at all. Like it is not like what we see right now. Uh, if I had like one advice to give for 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 listeners in the podcast. I, I see it like there's two paths that could be really useful for you if you want to get into VC. The first one, it is 100% a shameless plug for us, but it is the truth, front row ventures. We are the only one in Canada that could give you a real hands-on experience into becoming a VC. The truth is we train you to become a VC. We make you do a due diligence and build an investment memo and decide if you want to invest meaningful money into a company. Nothing else in the in Canada right now could give you that that experience. And the truth is that like VCs that we work with, they are looking into our students, into our team, and they're like, "Why would I hire someone that have no experience when I could hire your people that have run like investment processes already and that understand what is the VC world and understand VC processes?" So the first part is definitely getting into front row. We will train you to become a VC and getting a VC job is, is way much easier after that because you, you've done it in, in our team. The second path that I would really suggest to listeners here is getting some operational experience. So what you'll see, if you look into the backgrounds of most of the VCs in the Valley, in New York, and, and, and across the country, in Canada, is that like, yes, we have some people that have some experience in, in finance and I've done things like front row. But what we see is that we have people that have operational experience that have run startups, that have worked into early stage startups, that understand what it takes to build a startup. Because like I said, when we build a VC team, uh, we are looking for people that are able to understand what it takes to be a good entrepreneur, who are the people that we want to invest in. So having people that have built businesses themselves, that have operational experience that we call, it is definitely interesting. So for, for listeners, Either you go into something like front row to get real hands-on experience into the VC world, or you go and build a startup, go and work in early stage startups before seed, series A, uh, and you get into, like you understand what it takes to build a startup, and then you go and work in VC, and you can bring back to the table what you've learned as an early stage employee. So continuing with that, what is meant by a venture capitalist mindset, and how do you cultivate this on university campuses? Yeah. 
So, so for listeners in the podcast, uh, what, what Maura is referring to is that we, we often say our, our mantra, our mojo, if I can say it that way with our team, is that we inject the venture capital mindset into university campuses. The concept here, and the reason why we say that we do that, it is truly because when we looked and when we built something, like when we built Front Row years ago, we looked at what was existing on campus and, and it was like amazing things that were existing like accelerators, incubators, um, pitch competition and things like that, that were basically like what those organizations are doing is that they are injecting the entrepreneurial mindset. So they are like taking students and, 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 and making them understand what it is to build a business. Like, like only that, like building a business. What we believe that we add to that is not like the venture capital mindset. It's not only about building a business, but it's about building a huge tech business. That's the concept here is that like when we say that we inject the venture capital mindset is that we take what was built by other organizations on campus and they've brought on like years ago, the entrepreneurial mindset. We bring the venture capital mindset, pushing another, like pushing another level above in terms of not only we want you to build great business, but we want you to build huge tech businesses. So we focus into the tech world and we focus into building the next Facebook and the next Instagram. So when we say that we inject that venture capital mindset is that we'll work with the best founders, we'll give support to those founders, we'll invest in them, we'll back them, we'll give them mentorship, we'll, and we'll, we'll inject a bunch of different things in those ecosystem allowing us to build not only businesses, but huge tech businesses. And that's really the core is that we add one layer above what was built by other amazing organizations on campus into building huge tech businesses. And that's really the core of what is the VC, uh, the VC mindset, the venture capital mindset that we say that we inject. So how can a student tell if VC is the career for them? Yeah, um, it is a good question, and and we get we get that question a lot because, like I said, it is truly different, a complete different path from from IB or from from day trading or whatever other investment job. Um, so first of all, you need to be passionate about the tech world. If you're not passionate about like new technologies that are that are emerging, if you're not like reading everything that comes out of TechCrunch, and for listeners, TechCrunch is basically the newer newer times of tech. Uh, so, so it's, it's a, it's a news, it's, it's a news outlet, I guess. Like now it's so big. It's, it's, it's a news media, I should say. Um, but really like if you're not passionate about like, like the news about like tech companies and new technologies that are coming out and things like that, like it's not for you. VC, like the core of being a VC, it's about like every day we learn new technologies and that's what's so exciting is that like every day our job is 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 never it's a never ending learning curve right where like every day you learn new technologies and things like that so if you're not passionate about the tech uh tech world and new tech emerging it is definitely not for you the second point here is that like if you're not passionate about helping amazing entrepreneurs or helping people that are trying to disrupt industries trying to have a big impact on the world it is not for you i've said it earlier but it, VC, it's it's definitely about creating returns, but it is such a long horizon to to generate returns that if you're only there to generate money, you won't make it in VC. What's important is about building an impact, building something meaningful, disrupting an industry. So the way that we connect with entrepreneurs, it's about like having an impact. 
and and the, what we connect with them is that like we understand that they won't generate returns and they won't they won't be profitable in the next like two years but what we understand is that like we want to generate an impact and help you generate an impact in the world like you, you like they envision so that's really like if you, you're passionate about that vc might be for you and the last part is that like vc is is a it's it's a super independent um and self uh you need to be independent and self pushed in a way that like vc are, are composed of small teams so you know like the normal ib internship where like you you'll be just in charge of a small part of of of, of an, in, an investment deck in some some ways and things like vc is completely different we're talking about like super small teams when you're in a team of a VC team, you have an, a big role. You're 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 probably working with entrepreneurs yourself. You're independent. You should be like be able to push yourself into doing things, writing blogs, understanding new technologies, going and reaching out to entrepreneurs and things like that. It is it is a, a job where um, people needs to be a bit a bit like self entrepreneur themselves, intra entrepreneurs themselves. Uh, and be passionate about looking for new entrepreneurs and new technologies and things like that. Um, nobody will push on you. And the best, the best investors are really the one that are always trying to push the boundaries, trying to disrupt industries, finding their best entrepreneurs by themselves without like having like their managing partners or their supervisors pushing on them compared to some IB. And again, I don't want to put people like IB people against me here. Um, but, but it is really a bit different here. Um, so, yeah. And I have two final questions before we go into closing remarks. My first one is a little bit different uh, with what we've been discussing. It has to do more with how the current situation, you know, the global pandemic, how, how has that affected kind of VCs and their development? I know that it's mostly tech, so um, we've seen that some of the greatest winners are like Apple, Amazon, yeah. and these, you know, the tech in uh, pretty much. And so how has that affected, you know, your investment decisions or your future outlooks for some of the companies that you do have or that you do carry in your portfolio? Yeah. Um, so there's, so definitely it's, it's, uh, it was let's put out there first that it was an unprecedented situation, right? The past months that we've been in the past, like three, four months that we've been in were definitely an interesting situation where everyone was trying to adjust and, and kind of predict what was happening or, or what would happen. Um, so, so it has been an interesting world <laughs> where, where everything has changed, but um, let's put it that way. There, there's two, there's two sides to that answer. The first side is that um, the first the first like weeks and the first month of that pandemic, it was like about for us to focus on our portfolio, focus on the companies that we've invested in. Um, so, so at that point, you know, we've invested in a bunch of companies and they had like, it was a crisis for them as well. So it was about like us being able to support them, help them into that, like through that crisis, support them into like what would happen. How are we dealing with employees? How are we dealing with the world? Like the world is upside down. How can we help them to um, survive to that crisis? So the first part is that like we were focusing a lot on that on our portfolio. How can we help them to survive? Second part of that answer is that for the tech world, for VCs, it is truly an amazing time because more than ever, yes, like a lot of companies have died in the pandemic and it is truly sad for, for the world. But what is exciting is that like a lot of innovation will rise and will emerge. So for early stage investors like, like us, 
it is truly a golden era where we see so many new companies emerging because when the world is changing, it means that the needs are changing. It means that new needs are emerging. It means that new technologies can solve new needs and disrupt new industries. So the concept here is that like, if we look at past crises, like the 2007, 2008 crisis, and the 2001 crisis, I mean, the 2000 crisis, like it is definitely like when we saw like companies emerge like Google in 2000 and like Airbnb in 2007 and, and other companies that really like uh, that capitalize on, on, on that crisis. And what we see right now is a bunch of new technologies emerging and capitalize on the new needs that the world are, is having. So it is truly a gold, like a golden quote to quote, golden era for us where we are seeing a lot of innovation coming out of universities, coming out of tech labs, coming out of uh, of ecosystem, of tech ecosystem as a general rule of thumb. Um, but so, so that being said, small caveat here is that like it is still a crisis where like we don't we don't have a crystal ball, right? We don't know how the pandemic will unfold, um, even if most of the cities are um i've deconfined it is still pretty scary uh to go out there and and we don't know what what the, the next months will be like um so it is still scary but i guess like bottom line for us it is truly about like new, seeing new companies emerging and being able to help them achieve what they're trying to achieve so like i've said in the past it is it is about a partnership and partnering with those people and giving them the means of, of like giving them the tools to achieve what they have in their head. And, and we truly have the money and the means to be able to help them achieve what they have, what they want. So I'm going to ask you another question, continuing with this, uh, how much, I know that we've seen trends and now because of the pandemic, certain issues have been highlighted to us in terms of pollution, environment. I want to ask you how many uh, companies or startups that you've seen come through front row ventures deal with, um, sustainability green environment just that kind of technology. Yeah. is that are we seeing more of that into um the startup world so we are um i definitely think so so okay so let's let's put it that way uh, i definitely think that we see so so the way that we see the world is that like we invest in entrepreneurs that are trying to solve a problem or trying to solve a need right and definitely the more that the world is evolving and the, the, the more like what we see is that like um, environmental problems um, and, and world sustainability and, and, and basically saving our planet, which is something that, we're, that we've realized in the past years that like our ancestors have been destroying for years and decades and, and centuries, it's definitely becoming more and more a problem. So the way that I, I'll answer your question is that like, Definitely what we see is more and more people trying to solve that problem and trying to um, to develop solutions into us, like the world getting better and, and saving our planet in some kind of way. Um, am I saying that I've invested in companies that have found a solution to world pandemic or world um, uh, or the, I mean, big, like big, like water problems or a big environmental problems? I am not saying that because it is truly um, it is truly a work in progress, right? Like companies that we invest in or that we saw in our deal flow are companies that are trying to solve some parts of, of those big, enormous problems. Um, and it is truly exciting to see. Um, but like, 
what we see and what we invest in are not only like like green companies or environmental environmental problems, um, but it is it is about like healthcare. It is about like um, companies that are trying to like right now in the pandemic. There's definitely a lot of companies that have that have found solution to COVID and and testing devices and things like that. Um, but but I definitely foresee the coming years being a lot more focused on big problems like that. So to answer your question, we've invested in some that are trying to solve problems like that. Um, but it is not like our main focus is not on, uh, on, on impact like green companies and things like that. We invest in companies, in tech companies that are trying to solve problems, needs, needs of the world. Um, so it is important to differentiate yeah. here because we are not like an impact, mm-hmm. um, an impact fund. Uh, innovation, social fund. It's not what we do. It's really like we invest in tech companies that are trying to have an impact in the world. And what I'm saying is that the needs of the world are changing towards something definitely greener, definitely more sustainable. (laughs) So I'm done throwing curveballs at you (laughs) today. And um, so any last um, words for some of our audience? I do want to ask, what do you think are maybe the best qualities to have if you're going to go or with the what you think is the most important as some of these students might pursue careers in NVC. Yeah. Um, no, definitely for listen for listeners on the, on the podcast today. Um, it is, I mean, it is like all, I guess, I guess like I'm preaching for my own, <laughs> for my own domain here, but uh, it is truly one of the most amazing job in the world. Um, let's put it that way. Every day, every week, my job is to work with people that are passionate about what they're doing and they're trying to change and have an impactful, an impactful impact, which is an, an interesting way of saying it, but it is, it is really what we're investing in, an impactful impact, people that are trying to have like an, a great impact into the world. Um, so, so how could you have a better job than working with people that are passionate and trying to change the world and trying to, 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 to build a world which, is, which will be better and which will be more sustainable in some kind of way. Um, so so if, if I had one thing to say to listeners, if you're passionate about tech, if you're passionate about investing, generating returns, investing in people, working with passionate people, VC is definitely the best career in the world. Um, I won't lie. Uh, it is a is it, it is one of the hardest career. I've said it, but there's like one or two job up openings per ecosystem per year. It is hard to get into VC, and but there's a reason for that. It is because like it is truly a hard job every day, every week. I've said it. It is a learning curve that only restarts every day, every week because every day you're learning new technology that are getting out, and it is truly for us. That's basically what I love the most about my job is that like. It's, nev- it's a never-ending learning curve. So for people that are excited and passionate about like, their, their growth and the growth of the, of the world and trying to have an impact into the world, it is what comes the closest to have an impact yourself as an entrepreneur. Um, but what's exciting about it is that like, not only you know, an entrepreneur can have an impact in an industry, in, in, in thousands, billions of people, but what we can do as investors is have an impact on people that are having an impact on billions of people. So, so it's about building a portfolio of people that are impacting the world. Um, and it is truly what, what I'll be selling here today is that like, if, if you're interested into making a difference, um, but still having some kind of financial, uh, financial perspective on it and, and, and helping entrepreneurs 
but not necessarily building it yourself. VC is probably the best job in the world, um, but it is a hard job. And if I had one thing to say, if you're interested in VC, come talk to our team, come see us. Uh, we are on campus. Go on our website, frontrow.ventures, um, and we are, we are there to answer questions. Um, if you're interested in VC, um, joining our team, um, being on, on our training is definitely the best way of doing it in Canada. Uh, again, we are the only one to do it, um, and it will allow you to invest meaningful checks. We're investing real 25K checks into companies, so that's definitely cool as well. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you. I think this is a nice wrap. So I want to thank you for your time. And it was an absolute pleasure having you on the platform today. It was such a pleasure to be here. Thanks again, Laura. That was my conversation with Managing Director Raphael Christian Roy from Front Row Ventures. I really hope you guys enjoy this conversation. It's a little different, but we're testing some new things. Remember that this podcast, and I always forget to say this at the beginning, is in collaboration with the McGill Investment Club. So if you're interested in investing, want to know more about finance, check out the McGill Investment Club. Stay safe, guys.